by deploying the technology, yeah, it's going to reduce your claims because the data proves that we've got we deployed this technology and we've improved our claims. That's going to tell the story that we need to sell their story to the carrier. Welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted, the show dedicated to innovation in the insurance industry. Each episode, you'll get a dose of thought leadership from the industry's top business minds, influencers, innovators, and executive leaders. If you want to transform your corner of the industry and exchange innovative ideas, you need to subscribe to this podcast. Now here's your host, Abel Travis. Welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast, dedicated to the topic of insurance innovation. So the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast is celebrating our one-year anniversary. So this is episode number 53. Um, With our first few episodes, you know, I I do want to say thank you specifically to Matteo Carbone for being our lead episode this time last year, Um, as well as, uh, you know, Timotea from Slice and also the team from Ask Kodiak, you know. It's been uh, really a, a pleasure and an honor to be able to, um, you, you know, just bring this thought and concept around the transformation that's occurring in the insurance industry to you all uh, that are working within the industry or that are looking for opportunities and ways to challenge the status quo. You know, I think that uh, with everything that we're doing in the industry collectively, you know, that's an opportunity to better serve the needs of those that we're here to serve, and that's the customer. So, you know, I'm, I'm very hopeful that you all have taken the opportunity to take what you've learned over the last 52 episodes, over the last 52 plus hours of content that's been produced and of thought leadership from thought leaders all across the world um, on the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast. And, you know, I I just hope that you had an opportunity to apply it to what you're doing in your everyday lives and and really to help make our corner of the industry better. So, you know, I I do once again want to say thank you all for taking an opportunity to listen to, uh, you know, this podcast for also, um, you know, making us one of the top ranked insurance podcasts um, out there. And, uh, you know, just for taking what you've learned and, and, and applying it to what you're doing in the industry, you know, I truly do appreciate that. So, you know, our guest today is Brian Collier. Um, you know, he is also going to be at ITC in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm hopeful, as I mentioned, to have the opportunity to meet you all there, uh, as well as I know Brian, our guest, is also going to be um, hopeful to meet you all as well at ITC. But before we jump in, um, I really do want to recognize a sponsor of this episode of the podcast. You know, they've been with us for quite some time since uh, almost the beginning days, you know, um, and uh, that sponsor is Vortex Legal. Innovation in the insurance field is exciting and Vortex Legal is a unique and proven solution to help improve a company's loss ratio by substantially reducing legal expenses. Their nationwide network of local attorneys attend the voluminous and routine and predictable hearings for a flat rate, not an hourly rate. So Vortex Legal Solution works with both staff counsel offices as well as outside law firms. They've saved many carriers millions of dollars. So if you want to learn more, just contact Jonathan Broder at 954-473-2648 or visit vortexlegal.com. So today I'm here with Brian Collier, the strategy, innovation and technology leader for Dorman Insurance, one of California's largest and oldest independent agencies. Brian, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Abel. Glad to be here. 
Hey, uh, so, you know, just really quickly, I, you know, I just love to set up the discussion by getting a, a great understanding of where you came from and how you ended up in the insurance industry and just your history inside and outside of insurance. So if you don't mind, you know, just talk to myself and the audience about your history with an insurance, but also what led you into this industry. Yeah, so I probably like a lot of people, there, there wasn't a, an intended plan to get into insurance. It kind of just happened. Um, but I, I would say that, that um, a good friend of mine who, uh, whose family has had an, ins an independent insurance agency, we're actually celebrating our 150th year anniversary this year. And uh, yeah, he is the uh, fifth generation leader. Uh, asked me to lunch one day. I was working on an artificial intelligent um, app for Salesforce and was heading kind of in that direction. And, and uh, we had lunch and we talked about Salesforce. We talked about insurance and he mentioned this word insuretech and I didn't have no clue what that was. And, and so he talked to me about you know, him as a broker um, these insure tech startups from Silicon Valley and Chicago and New York, you know, they're coming to take my business. They say, oh, I'll be out of business in like five years. And uh, that just shocked me. I'm like, wow. He goes, yeah, it's a technical, you know, they're disrupting it. They're going to disintermediate me. And I, I just couldn't believe it. So, you know, I, I said, I tell you what, let me, let me just, let me do some reading and some research. You know, I, I've, I've been a consumer of insurance you know, for a long time for my business or my home and my cars. But, you know, I, I never really explored, you know, the industry as a whole. And so I, I did some research, took a couple of weeks and, and read as much as I could and made a few phone calls and uh, came back to him. And I, and I said, you know, there's definitely going to be a transformation in your industry. And I said, you know, the good news is I think that the brokers, yourself included, that can stay relevant and can adopt technology and and are open to you know new ideas and innovation i think you're going to be all right you know i think there's definitely some some brokers and, and agents you know on the kind of the more transactional insurance maybe the the home and the auto and the really small business that yeah there's you know there's some a lot of money and a lot of smart people that are that are coming after that but I think you know in this in my buddy's case and and I think in brokers like him, you know they they deal with more sophisticated uh, risks, you know large manufacturing facilities or farming operations, and and so you know I think that we're I think that we're in a good place there. And I said uh, I think there's a an, a fantastic opportunity, and and he said well you know I don't know what you're and I was so I had taken a year off. Um, we had sold uh, a friend of mine and I had I, that I worked with up in Seattle had he had sold uh, his uh, in software company to um, to Tipco and so we we worked there for a year and then we took a year off to kind of try to figure out what we were both going to do next and he did something else and so I was deciding and and uh, actually heading off to to work on the artificial intelligence Salesforce app and and I just stopped and I said I think there is a big opportunity in insurance. And uh, and he said, really, because you know, would you like to join me and, and help me in this transformation? I it, it just sound fascinated to me, and I said, sure. And uh, and so that's how I ended up in insurance. I, I've only been in, at the brokerage for three years, but you know, even in three years, the transformation that I've seen, you know, is is happening at a really rapid, you know, rapid pace. 
And uh, so that's my story on how I got into the insurance business. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's quite a, a story, you know, especially coming from outside and, you know, being deeply um, in, in the technology space, of course, in regards to the things that you were starting to do prior to being pulled in. And, and, and I have to agree with you, you know, when you look at three years ago um, into where we are today, you know, I, I characterize it as InsureTech 1.0 and InsureTech 2.0 and, and what's going to go on from this point forward, uh, where... Uh, there's just, you know, so much that's occurred from the hardware element of, of what the uh, transformations were that's occurring all the way through to what you're seeing right now beyond dis- distribution, uh, leveraging AI and, and, and you know, a, a multitude of, of other things. Um, so, you know, I, I would just love to see, you know, just just given your function, so your strategy, innovation and technology um, at the agency. So, you know, if you don't mind, you know, talk to me about specifically what that is, what you do there. Um, and just, you know, how that interplays with this whole world of InsurTech. Sure. Well, I, I, I started out um, looking at the industry as a whole and, and saying, okay, so the first thing, I, this is my fourth, you know, kind of organizational transformation, if you will. And I always look at, you know, where is the money? And, and so, you know, this business being $1.2 trillion and, you know, uh, $750 billion or $800 billion being paid out in claims annually. And I, I said, well, that, there's the money, right? And so, you know, typically, you know, where's the problem? And, and the bigger the problem, the better. And so it's in claims, obviously. And so when I, when I thought about that as an opportunity, I thought about, okay, if we can prevent, you know, mitigate that, it's through preventing those problems. And so what I've done is we've, we've taken each of our lines of business, you know, health, commercial auto, GL, home and auto, and cyber, and said, okay, so if we could find technology to prevent these events from, ha- from occurring in the first place, then logically we could prevent claims, and then typically that would that would go to, you know, lowering the cost of the insurance. And so just logically in my mind, you know, I immediately just start thinking about how we can apply technology to prevent the claims that we're having. And so, um, and, and it's not like, unlike any other transformation I've been through in the, in the pain industry or even, even, even college football, my first job out of college and, and then the latest one in software and data analytics. But you know, just thinking about that in terms of, of uh, using technology to prevent things in the insurance industry, that we believe is where the opportunity is. So my job every day is to find those technologies, vet them, pilot them, you know, or, organize a deal with them so that, you know, we could provide our clients with ways to, you know, prevent distracted driving for their fleets of vehicles that, you know, are getting uh, more and more claims every single year. Um, it's it's partnering with companies like Fitbit and a wellness platform to get people moving and, and help them become, you know, um, healthier through better nutrition and stop smoking, you know, to water sen- sensors in, in your home and and cameras and and uh, and uh, security alarms you know, to prevent the the uh, the problems from happening in, in all of those areas as well. So that's what I do, you know, every every day. 
And then how that relates to the actual business is, you know, we take those technology partners into conversations with our current clients and then also our prospects. And so, you know, they bring me in to talk about the ways that Dormant Insurance is, is helping them lower the cost of insurance by uh, deploying this technology and then preventing the claims. And then, you know, we have a saying around here that the data tells a story so I can sell your story. And as everybody knows on the call, you know, it's, it's been a historical, you know, uh, data uh since the beginning of time, you know, we were using historical data to, to, um, to, to price risk. And so, you know, with today, we have the opportunity to, you know, use data and, that manages our behavior and the things that we're doing to prevent risk and then being able to, you know, give that real data to underwriting as a way to, as a way to lower the cost of insurance for our clients. That's, you know, part of my role and our value proposition as a sales team, you know, to go out there and obviously there's blocking and tackling that folks in the industry have been doing for, you know, hundreds of years. And then adding this piece of a new way to think about insurance and a new way, you know, when you're thinking about a broker, um, you've got your current incumbent and are they doing the things that we're doing? We've been able to, to grow our business, you know, by 30% in three years. So I think it's a, it's a good strategy. Um, it's working. Uh, not everybody gets it and that's fine. Um, but I think that in the beginning stages, if you just if you could if you can just start, and uh, even though everybody's not going to understand everything that you're talking about, even though everybody's not going to maybe believe in your technology, um, these early adopters right now, which are so important, you know, um, in the whole maturity curve of of adoption, that you know we just decided to jump in. We weren't going to wait for the technology to get better. We weren't going to wait for customers to have a a better understanding so that we could really take advantage of the growth, the growth stage of that maturity curve, but that, but that we were just going to go. And some of it has worked, some of it hasn't, um, but that's my role. That's the reason why we do what we do. And obviously the, you know, the end game is to use technology innovation to really prevent problems and, and enhance the lives of the people that we serve and, and the business that we serve is, is to lower their cost. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, as, as I look uh, sort of across what uh, you laid out as a part of your role, traditionally, the carrier played a role in making sure that uh, introduction of those technologies or it's being introduced to, to the policyholders or, you know, that um, that the policyholder are doing things that could potentially mitigate a claim through, you know, uh, deploying IoT devices and, and so on, you know. So, so hearing that you all are sort of an independent agent that are taking that strategy, um, it's it sort of bucks against the trend uh, as to what the expectations are from independent agents. So, so I, I know you know you mentioned that it helps with growth and stability across the book. But you know what other value are you seeing as an independent agent? You know, helping your customers to deploy this technology or deploy things that's going to help them mitigate claims and loss in the long run. Well, I think it's you know we've got some great stories. Um, three years ago, when we we started our our 
wellness program. Um, we've seen some some folks in our program that have you know lost you know over a hundred pounds and have really changed their lives. And so, you know, obviously there's a there's a monetary benefit to deploying this technology, but also, you know, there's a there's I think it's a it's also a good feeling, you know. I think that when we go and we we introduce these programs, you know, like our Fitbit Wellness Program, and and you see, you know, the lives of the people that we're serving improve, and they're just they're getting healthier and they're feeling better, and then they're feeling better about the places where they work and the energy level, and and that's infectious. And so I think that there's a, you know, there's an intrinsic value to bringing this technology, you know, kind of the soft skills, if you will, uh, you know, around, around, um, you know, how people are feeling about the places they work, the people that they work with themselves. Um, that's probably been the most, I think that's been the most fun. I think that's been the most in a place where we, you know, get excited the most in, in, in you know, cause okay. You know, if I've got water sensors in your, in your commercial buildings and, you know, I'm alerting you that, Hey, that we're detecting some water. That's, you know, that's great. And, but I mean, when you can see people get really excited about, you know, competing and, and stepping more and, and the camaraderie around, uh, you know, teams of people competing against other companies in our, in our, um, you know, in our challenges, it, it's just fun. And so I think there's part of it where, I don't think we've typically had that kind of a relationship, you know, with our uh, customers, at, at least at that level. You know, we've always helped them, like, for example, in the health, uh, the benefit side, you know, you've helped them through claims or find the right doctor and all that. So that's great stuff. But, but to really have this almost daily, you know, conversation, ribbing back and forth, uh, you know, meetups after we're done with the challenge and getting to know other people in the community and the people we serve. Uh, that's, that's, and that's kind of where I see, you know, the future of this. You know, if I think about, you know, not just taking the health thing, for example, but the data streams coming in, you know, as I, I own a manufacturing plant and, um, you know, I, I'm at home, I wake up in the morning and, you know, I, I leave for work and, you know, I've got an app on my phone that is letting me know that, Hey, all of my security cameras are on, you know, the alarm is set, the, you know, the, uh, the sensors are all working functionally, you know, and then as I go to work, you know, I've got a distracted driving app on my phone, so I'm, I'm safe there. And, you know, I get to my plant and my machinery is sensor to know when, you know, a, a certain gasket needs to be replaced. My drivers, you know, all have you know, collision avoidance technology, you know, in them. So, you know, we're, we're monitoring almost constantly this, you know, I'm, I'll call it real time. It, it, it's not real time yet, but I mean, the vision that I have that I see is, you know, from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I, I go to bed at night, whether, you know, it's my home, my auto, my body, my business, um, there is, there's just a whole, there's just a whole bunch of, I think, opportunities for, um, insurance brokers and this, this, and, and like you pointed out, Abel, and you're exactly right. It's usually coming from the carriers, but but we want to see what would it look like having a conversation and having this data and this technology from a broker standpoint, and it ties us even closer, right? I mean, remember one of the beginning conversations I had with my with Greg Dorman, my buddy, is is that um, 
you know, how do we, how do we stay relevant? How do we, how do we make sure that, you know, we, we don't lose the business and, and customers. And I think bringing that conversation back to we're the folks that are managing the health of your, of your team. We're the folks that are managing the safety of your fleets, or at least part of that, you know, solving that distracted driving problem. And, and so, you know, this is where we get really excited because we almost have this opportunity, not that nobody wants to interact with insurance all day long, but if I can give you valuable feedback on your health, on the decisions that you're making, you know, maybe bad decisions when you're driving, you know, if, hey, if you're upset or something, you know, what's going on with your driving, like a maniac today or whatever it might be, you know, that's a good thing for us. And I think, you know, I think that um, if you can provide that type of value and it's all because of the technology and the data and um, and really, and, and again, you know, changing people's behaviors, you know, bad drivers and the good drivers, uh, people that weren't preventing um, preventing problems in their home, now they've got smart homes and all kinds of good opportunities there. I think that the technology and innovation give us as brokers that we never had the opportunity to do before. Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. So, you know, uh, just thinking from the customer's perspective, um, you know, you're doing so much to help to solve this problem for the customer that some of them probably didn't even realize was an issue or was an opportunity for them to, to better improve the, perform, the performance of their business, right? You know, so, so the customer is thinking about, you know, this is my business and I want to make sure, you know, my employees are safe, you know, that my building is uh, potentially, you know, um, safe from from potential water damage or other damage through some of these sensors that you guys are deploying throughout their um, locations, right? You know, I'm, I'm wondering, what do the customers think about how you all are partnering with them to make their businesses better? Yeah, I think, and that's what's been the differentiator. I, you know, it's, it's funny, I can't, if I had a dollar for every time that somebody said in a meeting, in a sales presentation, like, I, we've never heard of this before. You know, we've never seen this before. Our broker's never given us this before. I mean, there's you know, obviously, and I said earlier, some folks don't get it, and that's fine. We, it's really, really early. It, it's new. But I think for the ones that do, you know, they're immediately attracted because it's not just one piece of their business. I mean, we're, we're talking about your team, your, your buildings, your fleet of vehicles, your, even, even your worker, workers' compensation where, you know, um, you and I've had earlier conversations about module and, and how we're trying to use data from a belt on how to help people um, lift better and maybe less twisting in their job. And so it's things like that where, you know, they're like, wow, you guys are just, you know, this is, we've never seen this type of, you know, um, opportunity from a, a broker before. And so it's been really good. Um, we are located in the Central Valley. Um, so it's smaller type businesses, uh, a lot of farming operations, manufacturing. We have a few, you know, software companies and we do business in other states. We've got companies, uh, customers over in the Bay Area. You know, they, they're probably a little bit more, you know, advanced than the San Joaquin Valley, but, uh, but really starting to see from three years ago to today, um, a definitely a more of an awareness, I think, and, and even kind of, you know, folks, when we talk about that distracted driving piece, and I think it's because they're probably guilty of it, <laughs> you know, and, and we're monitoring their claims. And 10 years ago, they didn't have any claims. And, 
you know, this year, one particular uh, uh, distributor that we have, um, five claims in four months, all the drivers under 30. So you tell me, you know, rearing collisions and lane departures, and you tell me they weren't on their phones. And so people get that, you know, that's probably one of the easier ones to get, you know, but I think that, I think that as more and more consumers, right, uh, are getting exposed to things like smart homes and, you know, sensors on the new car they're going to buy, it all starts to kind of sink in, I think. And so we're, we're at very early stages. Um, and so, you know, we've got a, I think we've got a ways to go before we get to a growth stage. Um, ten, ten years away, maybe, I, I don't know. But uh, I, could definitely, I could definitely tell that the, the mindset and the, uh, I guess, the acceptance of it all, you know, from 2015 through today is, has definitely been better received. You know, so so you and I, um, maybe a, a, about a week or so ago, you know, we, we had a discussion about when these things are deployed, where the, where the responsibility lies, right, for the, the, the ownership around the devices and, and so on. You know, and, and that seems to also be somewhat of a recurring theme on the, at least on the carrier side, um, especially when it comes to helping, uh, let's say, a more... Um, claims-oriented organization, or or a, a, a policyholder that uh, that's more apt to have frequency in their claims, um, mitigate some of that frequency. So you know, from from your perspective, um, you know, where do you see the actual deployment costs of this lying? Um, and then, how are your customers receiving this? You know, are they uh, deploying it because they see the benefit? Or, you know, are they thinking that um, they're, they're going to get some value out of this because you all are, are providing this capability or, or knowledge to them? There's two. I mean, I, I think both. I think, um, you know, some of them, probably the minority, are looking at it as a way to, you know, either improve the life of their team or the safety of their drivers. You know, they, they're, they care deeply, uh, I would say. And, and they like to save money as well. Um, and I and I think that I think that the ones that want to save money are looking for ways to, hey, how, if there's a technology that we can use that is going to prevent this claim from happening, then what's it going to be worth? And and so for us, there's an educational you know piece around this. It's not a you, you can't just say, hey, oh yeah, hey, we're going to put in you know these these uh, these devices in our in our in our fleet of, of delivery trucks. And expect to get a discount. Um, a, a lot of carriers. I mean, there's more carriers that are filed now for maybe a certain amount of uh, percentage of a of a credit. Um, you know, if you have some, some onboard technology, but you know, immediately, you know, you're not going to. Let's just say you're not going to get anything. You know, what you got to what we have to sell them on is the fact that by deploying the technology, you know, it's going to reduce your claims. And then, because the data proves that, right, we've got we deployed this technology and we've improved our claims by, you know, we had five, now we have zero, whatever the case might be. But that's that data we tell them in year one, you know, after year one, now going into year two, that that's going to tell the story that we need to 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 sell their story to the carrier. So we're seeing a little bit of both. I think that a lot of the quite like our technology partners. In the very beginning, you know, two years ago, there were three, I would say that, 
you know, not a lot of, of their prospects were asking about the insurance saving. But I think, as you, as you know, Abel, that, you know, the, the rate increases over the last just two years alone, you know, everybody's starting to, everybody's starting to ask, hey, if I, if I deploy, if I deploy this technology, is it going to equate to, you know, lower premiums? Because my, my commercial auto premiums are going crazy. And maybe I don't even have, maybe I don't even have um, you know, claims. I mean, most of the people we talk to all have all have issues. That's why they they need the technology. But uh, I, I would definitely say that um, you know that that uh, it's 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 more education now. And, and we and I know that going in when, when you start, you know, it's a problem with being kind of a you know I call it a first mover. Not that we invented any of this stuff at all, but 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 kind of thinking about it from a smaller you know, agency perspective, you know, first mover into this, we're having the first conversation. And so part of it is, you know, education. And, um, and that's fine. That's, that's where we happen to be. And, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the responsibility we have too. when, when we start to deploy technology and start to do these things. And, you know, we want to be the ones to help them understand why. As far as the costs go, um, we, so, you know, we like to invest back into our clients, so we subsidize or we pay for uh, the technology. I know we've got, you know, obviously, there's been some carriers ac- across the country, you know, especially home, home and auto, where you know, you you'll, you you buy uh, buy their sensors, buy their smoke alarm stuff, and you know you'll get a discount. Um, but I I I see it as I see it as a way for us to you know, help us, I guess, um, you know, mitigate some of that, some of that cost for them, you know, even just getting them to buy in, you know, as a maybe start small and just prove that the technology can do what we're saying that it can do. Uh, and then some of them are, you know, taking on the, the cost themselves. And, you know, so you're seeing a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, just, uh, from a from a an policyholder perspective or from a customer perspective, if I'm running a business and um, and I know that uh, there's some value that can come from deploying some of these technologies, the the secondary thing that I'm thinking about um, it would be insurance. Uh, with the first thing uh, being the the mitigation of the claims uh, that's occurring or, or of potential claims that could potentially occur, uh, occur in my business, injury, loss, whatever we call it. Um, however, of course, with the education of this coming up through the insurance channel, um, I, I think that then affords sort of the, the, the thought of, well, hmm, maybe there should be some value um, out of this from an insurance perspective because I'm being proactive in that mitigation and that loss prevention um, and, and so on, right? So so I, I think, you know, I, I just have to say what, what you all are doing um, just across everyone that I've spoken to in the agency space, um, this is so different and such a different thought for an agent like yours to, to take this approach and to also be, you know, very forward thinking in how you engage uh, proactively with your customer, you know, because in, in essence, in, in the end, you know, you're really then solidifying yourselves in the mind of that customer as to the point that you made, you know, the 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 organization that's helping me, you know, um, mitigate loss, the organization that's helping me limit potential um, uh, injuries to my workers and, you know, uh, p- prevent losses and, and distracted driving and so on, you know, more of a, a wellness organization as well as one that's providing 
for the insurance coverages, you know, so 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 I see that as you know very beneficial, of course, to your agency, but significantly valued to the customer that's using uh, the, the services of your agency. That goes beyond just providing them with insurance, um, you know. So just just looking at it from from that perspective, um, and just you know, so just taking that larger view of innovation, you know, how do you see other innovations influencing what you do um, and then how you drive customer value and engagement, you know, just potentially things like artificial intelligence or a blockchain or some other technologies, you know, how do you see that impacting how you engage customers beyond just some of the other IoT technologies that you guys are deploying? Yeah, you know, I, I um yeah, very interested to see, you know, the blockchain technology. I think the first exposure I had was maybe last summer where um, there was a company that was using blockchain to pay out for um, the flights that were late. And so that, you know, I can easily understand that, right? I, I believe I've had, to, I've had to do my fair share of reading to understand blockchain. I'll be, I'll be the first one to tell you that. But um, I think that there are some really you know, value, valuable technologies, you know, blockchain being one of them, you know, anytime that we can, you know, take a, a particular situation, we can apply, you know, a, a, maybe a process to that. Okay, if the plane is late, then we're going to immediately, you know, credit your, your, um, your credit card, you know, 15 bucks or whatever that, whatever the price might be. And, and, you know, there's no waiting, there's no, there's no, um, there's no, there's there's a definitely an understanding, right? We understand exactly what we're doing. Now, how sophisticated that can get into insurance, I don't know. I mean, that you know that part of it, I I think is totally doable. But I can imagine some of these really complicated risks. Well, blockchain is, you know, something that's pretty futuristic, I think. Um, but uh, you know, then there's other things that I think are you know right now I think you know artificial intelligence is only as good as our data. I mean it's you know I, I I see these IBM commercials and I just I just can't believe you know some of the things that they're talking about it. You know do they really exist? Because in my understanding, you know in our current state of artificial intelligence, you know we machine learning can tell you know okay here's you know a thousand pictures of a dog. And you understand what a dog looks like, and then you throw in, you know, a picture of a lion, and it knows that that's not a dog. Um, but you know, as far as you know, my understanding and my research and the things that I'm reading is, I, I don't know, if artificial intelligence on, on the technical side is is any more than just you know, it is, it's you know, as good as your data is. That's as good as it is. Um, what other uh, interesting pieces of technology, you know, do you see out there that are um, not blockchain or artificial intelligence or IoT or sensors, you know, data. But what else is there that you see? Yeah, uh, you know, I I, I think um, I think there's there's quite quite a few things, right? I think the the hot topics, of course, right now are, um, of course, sensor technology, IoT, um, as, as we mentioned, as well as um, you know, deep machine learning and, and, and AI, right? I, I think beyond that, though, um, it may not fit sort of the categorization of those of those things. Um, but it may fit somewhat of more of a you know deployment of, of how customer acquisition is occurring, um, you know different uh, types of processes and those sorts of things, right? So so what I'm seeing as an example myself um, is uh, you know for let's say take it from a carrier perspective, right? You know uh, meeting the customers where they are, uh, meaning that uh, you know carriers are are trying to figure out if if, if a customer is used to. 
um, you know, uh, getting, I, I don't know, maybe something out of a retail organization like, like an Amazon um, fairly quickly online digitally, um, engaging the customer through the digital channels by maybe deploying a, a digital acquisition capability in alignment with some of the agencies um, that, that they partner with, right? So, you know, I, I see that's one huge thing, that, uh, thing that's playing out on the carrier side. I, I would say another um, is, you know, more streamlining of um, agency management um, and the ability for the agents to better interact, uh, not only with their policyholders, but with carriers. You know, one of the things that carriers tend to hold really dear uh, to their hearts, right, is, is the data that's coming out of the carriers, even though the customer is owned by the intermediary or, or the agency, right? So so what, what you find is that it becomes really challenging um, for a, a policyholder or an agency to get specific levels of data, like claim data, to, to do trending and analysis from that regards, um, to, to better serve their policyholders because they're holding that information really closely, right? You know, but but what I'm seeing uh, play out are, are organizations like Indio Technology and, and, and some of the others uh, that are, you know, beginning to collect that information on the agency side so the agents can have more control over even some of the data that's only being produced within those carriers, right? You know, so so there's, uh, uh, I think, uh, a significant amount of different types of technological as well as business model changes that are playing out uh, that, that I could potentially see um, transforming the way that we do business. You know, one, one of the things that, that you talked about uh, a little bit earlier was the the, um, the the fact that, you know, you leverage things like, um, you know, wearables and Fitbits and so on in order to uh, get uh, people at their optimal health and, and for an injured worker to, to potentially, um, you know, get back to work much more quickly, right? You know, by, and, and, and what I see are, are you know, insure tech organizations that are deploying capabilities that allow you to do that, but but to just take it a little step further, right? You know, so so you know, a, a doctor, for example, for an injured worker, can tell that injured worker, hey, in order to get your broken arm back to optimal, you know, speed or whatever it may be, you know, you need to uh, to to continue to exercise it in this way and so on, and and they might the injured worker might not see the value in that. Well, there are you know applications or technologies out there that'll prompt that worker uh, to to ensure that they're doing whatever the doctor is asking. Asking them to do in order to help them get back up to optimal health, right? I, I think long term that values that brings benefit to the carrier, um, but it, it really brings the best benefit to that worker because it helps them to get back to their normal lives much more quickly. So, so from my perspective, you know, as I look even more broadly in the marketplace, there's so many things at play. Uh, the the challenge, of course, is going to be breaking through the the hype from what's truly reality. Um, and I got to tell you, right now, there's probably a lot of hype out there. And with with all of these insurtechs and other organizations that's coming into play um, as we speak, we don't know who's going to be there even a year from now. Right. You know, there there could be so many changes that that occur. Yeah, that's you know, I would say that all of our technology partners are they 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 they've never even heard the word insurtech. And and so we've we've looked at a few of the companies that have you know providing services to brokers and, and good stuff. Not to say that um, you know we haven't deployed any of it, but um, you know for us it's just been trying to find like a, you know you like we've been talking about you know just that technology to prevent the problem. But I I definitely read about and I and I have conversations with folks like yourself, Abel, in in our industry, and and it does seem like there's a lot of a lot of folks, a lot of smart people um, with some good financial backing, trying to solve you know problems in the industry. I don't, I don't 
dig into that you know hugely deeply um but uh but i definitely can tell that there's a definitely a growing trend in uh in, in folks that are trying to solve those solve those problems and it's great it's great i hope they i hope they all make it we know that unfortunately they you know a small percentage will make it but uh it's definitely i call it is moving the ball forward right? you're we're definitely moving the change in this industry you know with really brave people that you know, have, you know, ideas and, and can find some investors to, you know, take a shot. And I have all the respect in the world for those types of people and appreciate them. And I'm sure at some point, you know, we'll, we'll be deploying some of their solutions in our agency. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, and, and I could definitely get on board with that, right? Just because I think that what winds up happening is there a lot of them or, or most of them are doing this to provide some level of value back out to the industry policyholder and so on. And and even if they're not around a year from now, um, it, the impact that they have could improve the way that we as agents and carriers and um, technology company, uh, companies engage with uh, some of the, the customers that we all collectively service. So, you know, I, I, I all, you know, just absolutely believe that um, what's happening, especially around transformation, um, is, is really key to uh, the successful continuation of uh, growing this, this industry that does so much good for the, the, the consumer. You know, so you know, I, I just um, one of the, the, the questions that I that I love to ask, right, just to, to really make this tangible for those that are listening to um, us speak is, you know, if, if there is a piece of advice that you would give a listener or someone listening to this, irrespective of where they are in their organization, to, to really take this um, back to their organizations and, and, you know, do things differently to change the status quo and, and innovate um, the way that they do business, you know, what piece of advice would you give them? Just start. <laughs> you know, just do something. And, right, just even if it's just one small thing. And that's how we started. We started this, this we're just going to do one thing and one thing only. And then it has evolved over the last, you know, three years. But if you could, if you, if you look at your whole organization, whether you're a carrier, whether you're a broker, I mean, you could look across your whole, in for, whole um, company, organization, and it's overwhelming all the thing, all the different things you could be deploying. I mean, some of these are very large companies, and you know, and so there are some smaller companies in there as well. But you know, I think that obviously you could see with all the new and up up and coming uh, um, innovation labs, you know, in our industry, it's it's what tripled or this year already or something like that. But yeah, there's some folks that are getting it. Um, but even even from a, a smaller broker perspective, you know, I, I think that it's just you know. Start, just do something, and uh, and then from there, you know, you just kind of start expanding out your, you know, your kind of your portfolio of what you're working on, and then pretty soon you've got, you know, solutions for problems in you know all of your lines of, of business, and you know, then you it, and it's a multiplying effect too. I think I think you know you look at where we started to where we are today. If somebody's starting today, you know, the way we've evolved, um, I think, and kind of uh, kind of. Um, the way our how we vet technology, you know, and the things that we're trying to, you know, the train things that we're trying to solve, um, you know, I, I think that that's given us a, a a little more advanced. And so, if you can start today, like we did three years ago, just something small, and just just keep building on it, um, you know, it kind of just builds off the, off of that learning continuously. So, if you start now, you know, you'll you'll get there. Um, instead of waiting, I, I just say, you know, do something. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Um, you know, even uh, I, I just take from my own perspective, you know, again, I think that's excellent advice, but from my own perspective, you know, um, as I jumped into, uh, let's say, a product management leader uh, years ago, um, for me, I, I we was sort of taking over something that needed to be um, enhanced over time. And, and, and a lot of times when you're introducing new ideas, um, you don't see the benefit of it immediately, but over time, as you start to aggregate new things, uh, you'll start to see the value. I mean, and it may take a year, uh, a year and a half or, or so. So, so your um, advice to just start, I, I think it's a great one because it sort of forces that you know start now. Don't worry about the results immediately. You'll you'll start to uh, gather um, and, and understand what those results are going to be um, as you spend more time um, in the operationalization phase of things. So, hey, you know, Brian, you know, I, I just want to say thank you uh, for. Uh, you know, just talking to me and, and the audience here um, about what you're doing at the uh, Dorman Insurance Agency. So, you know, if um, anyone wanted to learn more just about what we talked about here today or even want to get in contact with your agency, uh, you know, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you can email me, um, Brian with the Y at D-O-H-R-I-N-S dot com. Uh, I'm, I'm in LinkedIn as well. We can always like to connect with uh uh, folks, uh, like-minded folks, and uh, you can find me there. Or uh, if you want to give me a call, our number is 209-478-1400. Ask for Brian. Hey, Brian, once again, thank you. I do truly appreciate it. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to just keeping connected with you and, and learning about some of these other things that you all are doing to transform the way that you engage with customers. As, as I mentioned, you know, I, I do truly think it's transformative, especially for an agent um, in this space. And, and, and I love to see that um, that impact being, uh, you know, driven by an agency like yours. It's fun. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, it's uh yeah, I tell people that I'm in the insurance industry. They know me as a you know maybe in the software business or, or in the last gig, and you know I'm t- I can't wait to get up in the morning. Yeah, because you know Coverager's got something. I, somebody CB Insights and somebody's publishing something new, new business model, new. I mean, I can't wait to wake up in the morning to see you know what's new, and uh, it's an exciting time. I, I'm really thankful and blessed to you know, have an opportunity, you know, in this great industry. And, and uh, I look forward to being around for a long time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast. You know, I'm really excited to speak to people from agencies that are doing things to innovate and change the way in which they work within that agency to help their customer, the policyholder that we all mutually serve. You know, so... Um, I truly appreciate the opportunity to speak to Brian about what they're doing at Dorman. So, you know, once again, I just want to say thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.